0: what is going on my name is taylor and this podcast is called who knows a podcast that works to answer the simply complicated questions of life and promote a life of self-love mental health and creating your own normal don't worry we are just as lost as you are What up? Heyo. Hello, everyone. How are we all doing? Hope that things are well. I am well now that it's the beginning of the semester, but I am looking forward to the end. Yes, if you have not heard, I graduate in May and I'm super excited. I'm working on a ton of stuff and uh, the stress is low right now. We're we're doing okay, but I don't know what's going to happen in like a month so we might get to the you know like like next episode and i'm like i'm freaking out but right now i'm staying positive and i'm trying to stay positive throughout the whole thing which is i think a good thing to do uh so let's get this thing started we have a couple of announcements this week um if you have not heard which uh you should we have a patreon and it's amazing and one of the awesome things that we just did recently for the patreon is we did our very first Who Knows After Dark, which is this video series that I've had like in the back of my head for a really long time, and I'm trying it out with the patrons. So if you want to become a patron, you can, for as low as $1, um, to get the video series. It's the $5 tier, but if you just want to support us and you want to get some bonus content uh, from the podcast, that's just $1. Uh, So we really love it to have more patrons. uh, And you get a cool shout out on the podcast, uh, which, by the way, the patron's shout outs for today are marissa bunting and sugar two awesome people who are also on the podcast now they're supporting the podcast and we love them for it so thank you marissa and sugar you know how else you can get a shout out if you review us on apple podcasts and our shout out for this week for a review is hallie badger thank you hallie badger for your review And just in case you didn't already hear like 30 episodes ago, do we even have 30 episodes? I don't know. Um, But just in case you didn't know, the best way, one of the best ways to support us besides the Patreon, if you don't want to do the Patreon, at least leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us get up there in the charts so that people can find us and so our fam can grow. So please leave us a review. We will love you for it. We'll love you anyway, but there'll be a little extra sprinkle of love if you leave a review are you a brand do you have a thing that you make or sell do you want tons of people with very good taste to hear about your product who knows is here to help we are a podcast with listeners who want to hear about you and we have ad spots just like this one with your name on it so, contact us at podcastwhoknowes at gmail.com to advertise your brand on the coolest podcast around. Oh the things. We're gonna talk about all the things. So, we have a segment on this show called The Things, and it's where I take a minute to talk about a few things that I might be super into right now, exciting things that have happened, like events or accomplishments, and sometimes stuff that might be really difficult to talk about right now. And this week, I want to talk about (laughs) does anybody else have this thing where they watch a show and it gives you like serious anxiety? Like, I don't know. And it's like after the fact anxiety for me most of the time. Like, Recently, we just started watching um, Sabrina, the new Sabrina on Netflix, where she's like a dog witch. Um, And we watched Bandersnatch. And after I watched Bandersnatch, I, like, I don't know, I felt freaked out. Like, and I think, I mean... I would say, like, good on you Black Mirror people for, like, creating something that, like, leaves those residual feelings because that's really cool. But it also, like, had a hard time sleeping. Like, Kyle leaves early for work and it was still dark out and I had to, like, turn the TV on because I was scared of being in the dark by myself and, like, in the silence. I don't know. It's just weird because... Sometimes, because I have those feelings, I don't even want to watch TV shows because they give me so much anxiety. And I don't know, with Sabrina, it's just weird. Like, I like it. I I love it. Like, don't get me wrong. I want to be a witch and, you know, do crazy stuff like what she's doing. And, like, there's so much darkness in me that probably nobody knows about, as I sit here in my Disney World sweatshirt. But, yeah, like, I seriously have a hard time picking up tv shows because a I j- just really get anxiety from them and b I also get like really sickly invested in the characters and it's just hard for me to watch them I'm, sometimes I'm like yeah I want to watch that new show but do I really want to like put that emotional burden on myself <laughs> I want to know if anybody else has that feeling um the other thing I want to say is that I uh this is like a little more personal but I feel like I want to share this um I actually just started seeing a new therapist. I've been seeing one therapist for a really long time. She's helping me out with a lot of stuff. Um, But we uncovered some uh, OCD stuff that I've been dealing with and like just a lot of things that were not her specialty. And so she recommended me to a new therapist and she's going to help me try and figure that stuff out. And I'm really excited. I was nervous at first, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be good. And I'm really excited. And I would like to share that journey with you guys. If you're interested in hearing more about, you know, my journey with therapy and like, what kind of stuff is going on there and like, just how that's going, let me know because I'll totally share because I'm a big advocate for going to therapy. For a long time, it was kind of hard for me. But then I found a therapist I liked and it really has helped. So I'm excited for this new journey in mental health. Yeah. Let me know if you want to hear about it. So let's get into it. Who I hung out with this week? Uh, I hung out with Anna and Bobby. And Anna, I met Anna, uh, I found her Disney ear. Well, she makes headbands. If you ever see me wearing a headband in a photo, Anna made it. She's an awesome artist and she sews and she's really cool. Um, But she also makes ears. And so I was looking for some Guardians of the Galaxy ears because I was like, there's none of these. And I found her shop and we just became friends. And we've been friends for like two years now. I'm not really sure. It's just like been a whirlwind of amazingness. And like we spent like the majority of our friendship just talking on Instagram and just getting to know each other. And then we met up a couple times in Disney. And we're like really close. She's one of my best friends. and I'm so happy to have her on the show and her awesome husband, Bobby. uh, And I asked Bobby what he does. And he said, wholesale business development. But really what he does is he sells coffee. Who doesn't love that? I mean, I don't like coffee. I I drink tea, but I've heard that he really also likes tea. So he's a kindred spirit and he's really cool too. And it was super awesome to talk to them. And They're just like a little extension of our family now, I feel like, and it's really great. Um, And they live in Wisconsin, though, and we did this interview with me in North Carolina. Wow, I almost said Florida. Do not live there anymore. Um, With me in North Carolina and with them in Wisconsin, and so we talked about being parents because they're parents and they have a little awesome little four-year-old almost five his name is Bert and uh he is amazing I posted on the Instagram a couple days ago or like this probably like a week ago now um of his fan art that he sent us over the Christmas break and I think I showed it on the story when during Cheesemess. um he was, like, the number one fan of Cheezmas, and I love him, and he is our number one fan, and he is super cute. Um, and so Bobby and Anna and I talked about, you know, parenthood and what it's like to be a parent, some of the challenges, some of the rewards, and just all that kind of stuff. So without further ramblings, here's Anna, Bobby, and I talking about parenthood. <laughs> So, I guess we can start in the, you know, the beginning. How did you guys meet? Um, we met in high school. Yes. We didn't go to the same
1: high school, but Bobby was in a band, and we used to go to a lot of, like, basement shows and stuff.
2: Rock and roll is basically my answer. It wasn't rock to, and yeah. roll,
1: though. It was, like, hardcore, like, oh, sure. screamo, screamo music.
2: <laughs> or whatever <laughs> bands would play in a basement. Yes. Yeah.
1: But he was in a band, so, like, I knew, like, I'd seen him around, that kind of thing. <laughs> But I had a friend at the time who told him that I thought he
2: was cute. That was enough for me. It was easy. Like, oh, she already likes me. This is easy. I know her. She's cute. This works.
0: So was it, Bobby, was it kind of the same for you? You just, like, saw her and, like, you felt the same way?
2: Well, I knew her just briefly through this group of people we all would just hang out with randomly a couple times. And then from there, it was like, oh, well, if she thinks I'm cute, like... I, I'm in. That's easy. She's great. Because like, my
1: reputation preceded me. Oh, right? you
2: had quite a <laughs> reputation. um You had you had a nickname, which is just like somewhat racist and terrible. But you have to own up to it if someone calls. It calls was. Very, you I mean, yeah. it was very
1: straightforward. It was it was straight- Asian for- Anna, because there was another Anna who was white, and so then I got designated Asian Anna.
2: It's easy.
0: Oh my. <laughs> Alliteration. Gosh. I feel like that's you know, just like typical, like, oh, the Asian one, or like, yep. oh, this, I was, t- I mean, this is definitely not the same thing, but when I, in high school, I was Taylor with the purple hair, Yeah, because there were, there were like three <laughs> Taylors, and I was Taylor with the purple hair, that's really funny, um, and so then, so you guys met at these basement shows, basement screamo, what happened after that?
1: Um, We started going on dates, and like, I mean, we're, we were 16? Seventeen. 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 I'm 17. sorry. Don't worry about <laughs> I it. My no, I'm, just, I'm just.
2: I'm just. I'm just waiting and watching. <laughs> I'm
1: digging a hole for myself. Um, so we were still in high school, so I don't know. We were really young, but we started dating and it just worked out.
2: <laughs> well, it, it timed out perfectly. The right when we started dating, and because yes, I remember everything about this at least. I'm glad you do. Um, at least <laughs> I was switching from one high school to another, and the semester ended at the old high school before Christmas break. But the new semester, quote unquote, didn't start at the the new high school until like end of January. So of I got a month and a half off of school, and we hung out together a whole bunch. And I just really got to know her, and it was it was easy from there. Hmm. We had dates, and then by the time we I moved out, um, she had been moved out for. A year. About a year, and we just moved in together. Essentially, the summer after, once I graduated high school, etc. So, yes. I would be—I would have almost been 19. We're a couple so of months four. apart,
1: but I was a year ahead in school. So,
2: a year's figure. different, but yeah. not really.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we lived in an apartment for, like, six years, and then we bought a house, got married, mm-hmm. and had a child immediately. <laughs>
2: yep, yep, that was, yeah, that was a crazy ten months, nine months. Mm-hmm. It was It was, yeah, exactly, nine months of marriage and... Than pregnancy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And Anna, I remember you telling me once when we were in Disney that that was kind of the plan, was to have kids early. And that was something that you guys had decided on. Yeah.
1: So we're both, like, our parents, like, I don't want to say, like, second round, but...
2: Oh, yeah, second round.
1: Second round of kids. So both of our parents are definitely, like... I mean, not like super old, but older.
2: No, between the <laughs> ages of sixty-five and eighty.
1: Okay. Right. Yeah. And so, for me, it was kind of always a priority to have a kid when I was younger. Oh yeah. Not like too young, but younger.
2: But it it just worked out. It just it worked out because it happened. <laughs>
0: And so how long had like in your life, had you known that you wanted to have kids? Because like, I still to this day look at Kyle and I'm like, you need to tell your mom that she should not be expecting any grandchildren because like, that's just not happening. And like, that my sisters had kids young and so from a really young age I was told kids ruin your life do not have kids (laughs) like don't have kids for the longest time and so that's that's all I knew for the longest time and so admittedly five years ago if I had met you and you were like I had a kid young and that's what I wanted I would have been like what is wrong with you? Because for the long, for the longest time, that's what I was preached: is that like you know, you kids mess up your life, and kids are a burden. And like I think that to a degree, that's still something that my like my mom just sent me. She sends me like these Instagram pictures to like communicate with me. Yeah, my mom <laughs> and does sometimes. That too. <laughs> Yeah, and so she sent me one that was like, uh, something like, oh, we had all this money, or we were tired of having all this money, and a clean house, and complete freedom, so we had children, and I told her, and I said to her, I was like, that'll never be me, and then I sent her an article of a 32-pound cat, and I was like, this is my future.
2: <laughs> That's basically a child. <laughs>
0: I know that is true. And like, that's part of the reason kind of why I was so interested in doing this episode is because until I had a cat, I didn't really realize what it was like to love, you know, a being that you're like, you know, you're responsible for keeping alive. Mm -hmm. When, when we started talking about it, I was like, I have to, like, I have to talk to you guys because you against what I'd been told my whole life, like chose to have kids young. And so we're like, what is the like history behind that? Like where did that stem from? Is that just something you were that you were used to? was like a part of your you know, growing up? or what what is that? <laughs> I
1: don't know. I'm trying to think about it now, and like, I wish I had a better answer for you. <laughs> but, like, I don't know, because I never was it's not something like I like dreamed about or like looked like fantasized about it. wasn't like something I had to do.
2: I don't know. <laughs> Same here. I mean, it wasn't anything that's was like, I'm going to just have a bunch of kids or any kids. I didn't think about it much. Even when we first started dating, it was more so just about where we were at that point and oh, yeah, getting to know each 17. other well, obviously obviously <laughs> but some some i mean some kids when they date in they 16 they're like we're gonna have seven kids and no, well, that's just weird
1: that's true that's yeah, weird. that definitely wasn't
2: us. <laughs> <I. laughs> like no like we want freedom for a while and even like when we got married the plan was like yeah and then we'll, we'll go on a honeymoon a little bit later and well it'll be great and then it was like and we're having a kid <laughs> yeah
1: so, to be clear that happened like i mean we had made the decision that we were going to like try for it but it definitely happened a lot Faster than we thought it would, but the decision then had already been like made that
2: yeah yeah we were both we on the same page we would want to do that yeah yeah
1: going back to what like sparked it though I don't really know I think it's just more so like I said picking out a good time to do it and making yeah. sure that we did it while we were younger still yeah was a big priority
2: for sure for sure I think the, the idea was like before we're thirty we have to do this and now we're thirty and we have a almost five year old kid so it's perfect mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got a head start.
0: And was part of why you wanted to make sure that it happened young was so that you just could do a lot more with the kid?
1: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I don't want to say like, I don't like speaking from my experience, like it's not like I had like a terrible childhood or anything like that, or like I missed out on anything because my parents were older or anything like that whatsoever. But just for me, it was just a personal priority, I guess. To do it when we were younger, yeah. <laughs> Not do it, do it, but do it when we're younger.
2: <laughs> it, it goes, it goes hand in hand.
0: I was gonna say that's kind of how the how Bert was made, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> oh, also oh to be like one hundred percent completely honest, I was also at the time listening to a podcast. If you remember, I started listening. Yeah. Yeah. There's a podcast group out of um, LA that I really liked, and the podcast founder his wife started a podcast then on that network and it was about being a parent or being a mother and just listening to that made me i don't know it solidified that it's something that i wanted to do
2: <laughs> but you didn't have to be perfect at it or anything and, right exactly and it,
1: was, it was a very like yeah, yeah. level-headed kind of podcast <laughs> this
2: is the idea wh- that what is it called oh.
1: uh, one bad mother one bad mother yeah you
2: know you're one bad mother
1: right <laughs> um it's on the maximum fun uh network
0: Alright, so let's get into some of these questions that I could not really answer because I don't have a child, but I did kind of answer them in a way where I was like, if I did have a kid that wasn't a cat, what would I say to them? I mean, you can insert um, Claude
1: as your answer too.
0: I know. I kinda I did have answers that had to do with claws. I maybe I'll say <laughs> those because they're kind <laughs> of funny. There you um go. so what is the most rewarding thing about being a parent? For me, like
1: totally selfish answer but most rewarding thing about being a parent for me is just being loved and mostly appreciated (laughs) um unconditionally by someone or something that I've created (laughs) which is very like bare bones and basic but it's true it's kind of like the best feeling of just knowing that there's a small like human there that needs you and loves you and
2: relies on you and but also then looks up to you so you you are in turn rewarded if you're good it's <laughs> like it's like it's like instant karma slash heaven on earth if you're if you're good to that kid and they're pretty you know good just on their own you know it'll it'll be perfect that's
1: true it is like instant like gratification yeah. too, for doing something
2: <laughs> but then it's also instant failure yeah,
1: <laughs> Not to like toot our own horn or anything, but I feel like we are like at least like halfway decent people.
2: At least fifty (laughs) percent.
1: Halfway decent. And I like the idea of being able to like pass on our ideals or our morals as weird or as shoddy as they are.
2: Oh yeah, totally.
1: (laughs) But being
0: able to pass that on to our child. And that's so funny because one of the things that I always say is, like, there are so many people who, like, should not be bringing kids into this world, you know, like, that thing that people say. But then, like, there are people who it's, like, their pri- one of their priorities is, like, to put more good people into this world. And I think that that is a really good way of looking at it because if you decide to be a parent and you, you know, that's something that you're invested in in the way that you're invested in it, I think that that's like absolutely fantastic. And I'm like, I hope that there are are tons of parents out there that are like that.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think, I mean, obviously I think every parent is like doing the best they can. I did want to like start this all out by saying that this is only our experience because I know it's a very like touchy subject. Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) And this is only like our experience and what we think. And there's a million other ways to parent, obviously.
2: The other thing about about Bert that's just so enjoyable is then sharing him with other people. And so for me, when I see other people like react to my kid and he brings them joy, that's just like, yep, look at like <laughs> like, like not even just the fact of him existing, being um, the great kid that he is now, but like how you can immediately like bring joy to other people with this amazing young kid because it inspires them too. And yeah, he's just a lot of fun to bring around in public.
1: That is true. And, yeah. It
2: cheers up a lot of people. Oh, my gosh. He like, I. Re- and then he reminds me of, of me as a kid, and it makes me be like, okay, I was a pretty okay kid, because sometimes you doubt yourself. You think you're like, I was a loser. You're like, no, no, no. There were these shiny moments where I danced or sang in a restaurant or something to everyone, and it was, it was fantastic, and it brought joy, and that's what I'm trying to pass on. And you
1: made yeah. everyone
2: happy. It, well, for the most part, except for the people who are just grumps, and they can just... I hope that recorded okay, the fart noise. Because that's what they can do.
0: So, I guess I could say what, like, my... If I had a kid, like, if I I ever did, which I just... I still... I don't know if I ever could. And part of the reason why I say that I don't think I could ever have a kid partially is selfish. Like, I want to be doing my career forever. And, like, I just want to be able to just, like, pick up and go... And you, like, you know, this person, like, this person needs you and you, like, find joy and, like, rewarding, like, a rewarding feeling in that. I feel that way, too, about, like, my friends and stuff like that. And sometimes with kids, like, that I babysit or, like, my nieces and nephews and stuff like that. But what about when you're just, like, can you just go away? (laughs) Like, do you ever feel that way? Because when I babysit, sometimes I'm, like, oh, my gosh, can you just, like... Can you just not need me for like half a second? Like you can't like I'm just thinking of one of the girls that I babysit. I'm like, You can't even walk up the stairs. Like <laughs> you can like tumbling all over the place. Like, why do you need me every second of every day? Do you ever do you ever feel that way?
1: I feel like that, like, a lot more than I should, I think. <laughs> Which is also like totally normal and like mom guilt kicking in to say that it's more than I should, but like yeah, I get frustrated and it's a lot of like time and attention that he needs obviously. And I mean, we only have one kid too. I can't like I personally I think we both
2: like, I can't more than one child, child one. is just you're a saint <laughs> <laughs> or completely yeah. insane. Yeah. I don't know.
1: But with our one child, like yeah. it's it's intense at times for yeah. sure. Yeah. And like I have a like I have a short temper when it comes to just the constant like needing for every single like little thing. I snap at him or things like that, which I feel bad about. But my goal in it, at least, is that I always try to say that I'm sorry to him. Because I feel like, like, no matter what, I'm going to have moments where I lose it.
2: <laughs> and he's yeah. going to, too. And he, you need to know that it's okay, but as long as you go back and you reflect.
1: Exactly. As long know. as you show him that it's okay to have those emotions. Because I don't want him to, like, feel like it's not okay to be like that or something. Yeah, just yeah. learning how to deal with it. And just that we're both kind of learning how to deal with it, too, I guess. <laughs> But showing him in a way that teaches him that it's okay to keep, you know, figuring it out, kind of.
2: And for the most part, for us, he's pretty good most of the time at uh, doing the things he knows how to do himself. It it gets to that point when you're like, come on, you know how to do ABC. Put on your socks. Brush your teeth. Grab toilet paper for yourself. Just take care of yourself, child. (laughs) That he doesn't do it. That you can be real with him and say, come on, do that thing. And he'll be like... Yeah, or you're you're just, you're being annoying. Go in the other room. Get away from me. And and he he won't take it as like a, oh, daddy hates me. He understands like yeah, okay, I am. And he'll you don't almost never
1: say get away from me though in like a I, serious way
2: though. Okay, you <laughs> don't you don't you don't, you don't listen all the time. There's times we're alone and I just tell it. Yeah, like Bert, please get away from me. Because if he's going off the deep end, he needs to know it.
1: That is true. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and then I always follow up with, you know, I love you. (laughs)
0: Right. As long as you let him know, then it's okay. fine. I I don't know. No, I, I think that's good. And that's another thing that I was like thinking about today when I was thinking about doing this recording is that learning to communicate with your kids and not just communicate with like, you know, your, your younger kids, but like communicating with your older kids. I feel like that starts now. Like that's something that mom, I don't know if you listen to this, but I love you. And we can talk about this later if we really need to. But I feel like my mom and I never, like maybe until now, we just never communicated properly. Like it just, it was from zero to 10 always. Like I remember so many times where she would ask me to do something. I would say no. And like, maybe she would like, you know, do it one more time, and then I would say no, and then it would just be like, screaming and it just went like that all the time and it's still sometimes I, I can think of times last year where she's just like well what do you want me to do and like finally we had to sit down at 25 and however old my mom is she's she does not tell me i think she's <laughs> 40 43 again or something like that. do you that. really not know like um, the exact age
2: your mom is? you can steal I her driver's license it has to be legal I, on there you can look at it when she's well, not in the room i,
0: I know she's a, like legitimately like somewhere in the world of 50, but I think that she was, I think that she was like 43 again yeah, this, this year. year. We just do, you know, she's, she has very little, very little peace in this life. We need so much from her. We just give her this one thing. We're like, all right, you can be whatever, however old you want. Yeah, that's
1: yep. true. That's but, how it should be.
0: <laughs> yeah. But even like to this day, we just had to have a talk recently where I was like, I need you to understand how to communicate with me. She is one of my biggest support systems, partially because she just, you know, selflessly does things for me because she, her doing stuff for me is what, like, shows her love for me. And she's done that our whole lives. It's just like, I'll do this for you. I'll do this for you. I'll do this for you. But then when I need her to actually communicate with me, it's it doesn't happen. And so now I'm, like, trying to build that communication with her and it just got me thinking like how do you work on those communication skills with a five-year-old there are concepts that he just like doesn't understand but like having to figure out a way to communicate with him where like when he gets older you're able to still communicate effectively because I think that that is one of the toughest things that I have noticed about like parent-child relationships is like when you just can't talk to your parents. Sometimes you literally don't talk to your parents. Like my dad didn't talk to his parents for like a couple years because he just like couldn't deal with them. So I just, I'm wondering like what your thoughts are on all that, like on communicating with your kid.
1: I know there's like, you can read like a ton of books and a ton of information on like the proper way to like actually communicate with your child and what things work and what things don't work. But for me, like I said, it's just about partially trying our best, but also just making sure that we always talk to each other about things no matter what. And like, like you said, with you and your mom, like that's kind of the best situation for me is in the future. I'm hoping once Bert grows up, if there is a problem that he will come to us and talk to us about it. I mean, if you can't talk to your parents about things, about problems like that, then now what's the point, but it's not helpful at all or anything like that. And I'd like to be able to have that kind of relationship with him where we can talk about things. And yeah, for us right now, I mean, he's four and a half, so our problems are different than what's going to happen like later on. But right now, we have like average. He's been doing good lately, but he has average, you know, like tempered tantrums and just like freakouts about totally irrational things. <laughs> but our method at the po- at right now is like we let him be upset about it, but he kind of just need- we give him a minute to be upset about it, versus him needing to completely fix it at the moment.
2: Oh, yeah. And when he does have an issue or there's there's some sort of breakdown where he's not communicating his problem with us, we always make him just slow down and say, either you talk to us about this or you go and you take your time till you're able to talk to us about this. We don't make it about why are you doing this, etc. If you can't communicate this, just take your time, but don't get that, that out now. And kind of always giving him his own time to figure something out. Versus trying to say this is done now, onto the next thing. Trying to rush him, it it doesn't work.
1: Mm -hmm. That's true. It kind of like backs up a temper tantrum in a way to just say like, you need to take a minute, and just calm down and figure this—not figure it out, but just.
2: Well, and it helps just in the future so that he doesn't, you know, think something that he would maybe want to talk to us about and go, oh no, forget it, shove it down, shove it down. You know, that that kind of thing. (laughs) Like it makes him go like, okay, I can, I can actually maybe be upset about uh, something and think about it versus being like, I'm upset. Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry. Push it down and never addressing it. Right. Um, making him actually, like, when he's able to talk to us about why maybe he's screaming and kicking and crying and we can say, well, is that silly? And, well, yeah. Well, why? And, well, maybe, I don't know. And then we'll talk to him about it and be like, this is why we think it's silly. And, I don't know, he he usually gets it and is able to kind of look at us and be like, okay, okay, Yeah. And then he's just relieved that he worked through it and we can just move on to the next thing versus, Mm -hmm. again, just bottling up that worry.
1: Yeah. And that's good for all of us, too, that we're able, like, I feel like we usually, like, talk things out and always have, like, a resolution for issues that come up or tantrums or whatever like that and... So then we're all on the same page and feel good about it afterwards.
2: Unless, of course, he's just crazy and he just needs to be sent to bed. So he can just pass himself <laughs> out. That can also happen. Yes, and it does in, reach
0: that point. Sometimes. In that
2: case, there isn't really a resolution. It's just more so like go to sleep. Yeah. Please go to sleep.
0: Him having those like positive like interactions with you guys where you're like, okay, like this is like the trajectory that we're gonna go with your feelings, and like kind of helping him be able to navigate that now so that he can navigate that himself when he's older is amazing and i also think that this is good for everyone i really love that you guys are teaching him to communicate this way as because i don't i don't feel like a lot of boys know how to communicate about their emotions and so i think that teaching him how to communicate about his emotions as a, like as a boy it's going to be awesome for him. And it's awesome to think that there's going to be men like that in the future. (laughs) Yeah. Bert is going to be emotionally intelligent and I love it. I hope so.
2: (laughs) I mean, there's always puberty and we can't plan that out, but hopefully we'll set like a good enough of a base that he'll, he'll come through pretty emotionally intact and able to, to deal with life nicely.
0: I hope so. Yeah. So this is a perfect segue. I love a good segue. Speaking of puberty, what are some of the challenges that come with being a parent? What are some of the big things that you guys deal with that are tougher than other things?
1: One thing that I thought of was just the constant feeling that you're not doing enough and it's i mean that i don't think that's ever going to really change but i think that's a normal parent feeling that you're just not doing enough or not doing a good enough job despite you're doing everything you can be doing
2: <laughs> oh yeah and especially nowadays when nowadays with technology uh you just you just see everyone doing everything all the time being all successful and that is not real life like If we can get him to write his name over a month's period, like, that's incredible. Versus being like, he's got to be able to write, like, complete sentences by next week. Or, you know, just having realistic expectations. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Other challenges are just the overwhelming feeling of having this child that you're responsible for, but also that is responsible for himself in a way. And that is just out there in the world.
2: (laughs) Oh, every time he's out of my sight, like, right now... I just think about, like, so what's Bert doing? Is he being safe? Because there's times he's come home and it's just like, so you fell over because you weren't paying attention. <laughs> and the fact that, yeah, you're just worrying about this random gigantic rat baby. Like, he's, he's, what? the fact that he is almost five years old and like we still have to help him with so much is just compared to like a baby rat, which like will grow up and just like, yeah, okay, yep, now it can go away and do its thing. Sorry, sorry, Bert. I love you. But like so many other species have figured out where they can just like kick like okay, kid's good and we have to take so long and yeah.
1: But it's a good feeling too. Oh
2: it is. It's great. If it only lasted a little bit, it would it would be heart wrenching the fact that we know we have him for so many dozen years. So long as he doesn't try to emancipate himself. <laughs>
1: too early.
2: Uh, too early. <laughs> um is uh. is daunting but also great.
1: Mm-hmm. Which I guess those are more, like, personal challenges as far as being a parent.
0: But I think that that's important still because I think that what everyone says about being a parent is, like, you relinquish your freedom and, like, you relinquish everything and you're, like, a slave. It sounds like you're, like, a slave to this, like, little baby. I mean, in a way, you, like, you know, have to do a lot of things that you probably don't want to do. I, one of my friends just had a baby recently and we FaceTimed and he was, like... You know, they tell you about the lack of sleep, but nothing can truly prepare you for what happens when you have this baby and it doesn't let you sleep. And so, like, there's, like, those kinds of things advocating that, like, You're still, you guys are still people. You can't go around being like, oh my gosh, I'm not allowed to think anything terrible right now because like I have to be a parent and like I have to like love every second of this and be as selfless as I possibly can. Like that's not realistic. That's, if you're putting that unrealistic expectation on yourself, how are you going to be able to be Uh, the parent that he needs like you have to be able to be kind to yourself in order to be there for him that's at least what i would imagine if i was a mom
1: yeah very true about like taking care of yourself first but also doing everything else too (laughs) yeah it's a tough balance for sure i mean I think that would get more into, like, our roles and within the household and everything. For sure. And challenges. Like, that's a whole other set of challenges, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah, because everyone's different. sometimes, you know, you have, I mean, especially if it's just, like, one person raising a kid is just, you're almost in this constant cycle of, like, I need to provide for this child. I'm afraid. I need to take care of them. And I want to see them. But then it's like, oh, God, you. You're the reason I'm in this. And for us, like, we have it easier. Anna is doing Etsy from home. I have a job that is reasonable uh, during the week. I have weekends off. And so, like, it's just, for us, it's planning out the times to really enjoy with him. And mm-hmm. we're able to do it, and it's 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 easier. Um, but, like, it's still a struggle when you want to do everything for him and see him all the time. But then life is real. <laughs> like, you yeah, have, there are things you just have to do. And times you have to be gone and miss him. And when he says, I wish you didn't have to go to work today you go, well, sorry, kid. Like, you like those toys, right? You like that mouse, huh? You want to see that mouse again? And he'll get that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Oh my goodness.
1: That is a good point, though. Just, like, a big challenge with having a kid is just the basic life stuff that everyone has to deal with. But it's also dealing with it while balancing out raising a kid too <laughs> which just adds another level to it basically
2: well it's it's another small it's another human questioning you too at every step of the way that they're involved in or, or like what are you doing and then you're like what am i doing
1: And <laughs> 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 it's true we yeah. get to like the age now where you just it's just constant questions about everything
0: and <laughs> <You> <laughs> yes oh my god that is one of the things when i babysit i just want to be like, like- <laughs> I'm like, stop asking me. But also the next time I'm babysitting and a kid asks me, what am I doing? I am just going to stop and be like, what am I doing? And just look at them and see what they say. (laughs) But yeah, the questions like with the experience that I've had, that I have had with children, reasons why I don't want to have a child A, they're they're always questioned, they want to know, they're like all these questions, which are like, great, you're like curious about stuff, but also like, can you leave me alone? And the other (laughs) thing, for some some reason, this bothers me, even though I was this kind of kid. I guess it's just like, now that I know, I'm like, why won't you listen to me, kid? Uh, When they're like scared of something. For like, and it's like, like so irrational. Like when I was baby when I was babysitting over during Christmas, the little girl was like, "I'm so scared of the Grinch," and I was like, literally, I was just like, "Why? Stop!" <laughs> like, and I, just, so I was like, "Why? Like, what is your problem?" <laughs> like, and like she like. And they just don't, they don't listen to anything when they're like, when there's that, when they're in fear of something that's like so real to them, which at the same time, I'm like going through all this in my head right now. That's like me with my anxiety. People around me are like, why are you afraid of that? But to me, it's so real. Gosh, I just came into a new, you heard it here first, folks. I just came into a new understanding right now on this podcast and I'm never going to feel that way anymore because that's real. That's, that's what it is. I just thought of that It's like. I have anxieties about things that to other people are like, why are you afraid of that? And to kids, it's like these like minute little things that like you're like, this is a tiny thing. And if you would just see that it's not scary, but like they just they're not they don't hear it. Like they just they're scared. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, they only have a certain bank of knowledge, or like they're operating right. on a very small worldview. It's a, it's like a house view. It's like yeah, this is my house. This is my family that's about it. And like, (laughs) so like their tiny little questions are things we've like dealt with since we were kids. And we're like, okay, that's fine. But every thing to them is just this new expanding of their mind constantly. And how you like end up shaping someone's actual worldview. It's like, I better have mine somewhat straight and I can't BS this kid. I've got to be real. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you, if you start down a path of just, oh, giving them the, the easy answer, then they'll just, somewhat think that way and like that that's not fair to them mm-hmm. it's almost an easy way and it's tough as a parent because like to be real with your kid you have to pick and choose the time i don't know
1: yeah for yeah. sure that actually brings up something that i was thinking about a big challenge for me and i think us personally too is we're not religious at all yeah um yeah. we were both raised catholic like we both went to catholic schools for like grade school through elementary school but neither of us are religious now and it's we haven't had to like deal with it at all yet, but I know we're going to have to at some point, and I don't have an answer for it yet.
2: <laughs> well, because our answer as kids to what is religion is, here you go, you're in this place, and it's just going to tell you what to think. And then coming out of it where we are, where it's like there's a million worldviews, and to choose one for us, we're, that's, we're not that kind of spiritual. We're a different kind of spiritual, I, I would say. And mm-hmm. for him, it's like, well what do we say? Do we tell him just about our experience or do we try to introduce him to all religions and what if, happens if he becomes religious uh, and shaves his head and he's a <laughs> oh little monk, God. little monk Bert? That would be adorable. I'd be fine with it.
1: <laughs> as long as he's not Catholic.
2: <laughs> as long as he's not Catholic. And then that brings up an entire other challenge of, of having a kid is they're going to be who they're going to be just like we are and have been. And you can either fight it and try to push them down a path you think is right or guide them to figuring out who they are responsibly and like that balance of like trying to guide them but not push them is mm-hmm. so difficult
1: but you want to get them to the point where you at least trust them and trust their ability to make their own decisions
0: if that makes sense man
2: parenting <laughs> is the worst <laughs> there's great parts but it's also yeah the worst it's so psychological
0: yeah So, okay, so this is my, this is a fun question. This is, like, my, actually, hold on, I have one more sad sad thing to talk talk about. about. One more sad thing. This is one of the things that I have always been, like, super terrified about. And, again, something that I didn't realize until I had a cat. (laughs) But, uh, Bobby, you mentioned before about, like, is he being safe and that kind of stuff. What do you do like has he ever you know sustained like a significant injury or like anything like that how do you handle that because anytime anything goes wrong with Claude I'm like what what's happening what? what's going on and like and I'm freaking out and I just don't I can't imagine what that would be like with like a little like I feel like it would escalate like if I had a human. Do you so, want do you to uh handle do you wanna that?
2: do you want to tell the the donkey story or, or should I tell <laughs> the donkey story? I feel
1: like you've got a better wind up for it right now.
2: <laughs> it it was it was Halloween time. Um we went to a a like pumpkin farm and there was a small petting zoo with Bert when he was what like one and a half? Yeah. Uh really young, and he was standing out hanging out by a donkey, we we're taking a photo, and the donkey thought, oh, hey, look at that. That's a carrot. And started, like, nibbling on his finger. I and it's gnawing. Gnawing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's crying, and we're, like, freaking out. We had just gotten there. We just, like, first thing is, let's go see this donkey. It's so, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> El Burro. Um, and then, no, it bit him. And, like, it's, like, probably got, like, two good, like, gnaws in. Yeah. Uh, if you can... <laughs> Call that, and so we we took him to an emergency room and freaked out because there was like it was broken skin and we're like did break his little baby bones, and he's fine. There's there's not even a scar or anything, Mm -hmm. but
1: but that was the big like traumatizing moment so far (laughs) in our child's life was getting his finger.
2: There's plenty of other things, but it's because he couldn't he couldn't communicate, and so the younger he is, when it's he's gonna freak out about anything, any sort of pain is new to him. As he's gotten older, like <laughs> just yesterday, he stood up and hit his head on a table, and just like goes, ah, uh, like like he knows, like yep, there's pain. There it is again. But as so long as it isn't a new type, he's like adapting, and so it's a little less terrible for us as parents
1: yeah little things like that are like easier to get over obviously I, obviously we never want to see him hurt or anything like that but it's definitely gonna happen
2: <laughs> like once there's a skin little it, things it, i'm
1: talking it, about yeah, like bumps yeah. on the head and falling down and stuff like that like that stuff like it's gonna happen no matter what but then when it comes to bigger things you know like just that constant like worry about something like actually terrible happening i don't think there's any way to like actively deal with that but for me, just overall, the experience of being a parent is more so about just enjoying the time. I mean, not even being a parent, just being a person, I guess, is about enjoying the time that we have and the time that's happening right now, kind of. And that's the best way for me to be able to like channel any of that anxiety about something totally terrible happening.
0: That's what the vet told me. At the, She was like, you're not enjoying Claude right now. And I was oh. like, you're right, my baby cat. <laughs>
1: Right, and that's it. Is that you have to enjoy it, and if you feel, you know, anxious about it, if you're worrying about something, you're not enjoying it as much as you can, or you're not being as present in the situation as you mm. can. And that's how I deal with it. At least I don't know about you. <laughs> uh,
2: with with it's it's a matter of like, okay, if he's here, great. I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure that kid is just one happy little peach. And then if he's not here, I'm gonna do my best to make sure I'm doing something productive, contributing to seeing him again or whatever it is, whatever, it is, whatever it is, like the, it's a, it's a fear of missing out on the kid and then a fear of like what could happen. It's like, no, I do this thing and I get, and then we, we've we got the thing. And as it, it, so long as you
0: focus, on, focus
2: the on, on the good, yeah, there's, there's no reason to, to worry. Mm-hmm.
0: You guys have, I mean, that makes sense. You just have to know, think about what the good stuff is and keep moving forward with the positive stuff even when it gets really tough and even when he almost gets his finger devoured
1: yes
0: (laughs) I don't know it seems like as a parent you develop new like mental skills that like I don't like maybe you maybe you would develop otherwise I don't know because like when I have to deal with something with Claude part of my anxiety is like Oh my god, like I have absolutely no idea how I'm going to deal with this amongst all the other stuff I have to deal with, but like I guess as a parent you're just like, "All right, like we're just going to keep going. We're just going to like the only the only way is forward right now. We're just going to keep moving." And I just I commend parents for that strength because I I would break down and I know that there are parents who do and I think that like they shouldn't obviously that's valid and like that's emotions that are valid but I do think that there is a certain strength that comes with being a parent no matter what kind of no matter how you feel like even if you don't feel strong as a parent I think that just birthing a child and raising a child and all the stuff that comes with that like that's a strength that I don't know if I would ever be able to possess
1: (laughs) yeah and I definitely feel that too like I mean, I definitely lose my shit sometimes too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, which I which is valid, and that's what I was was like. That's what I mean is like. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: for sure, and like it's it can get overwhelming at times for sure. But like you said, there's I don't know what you would call it that like, I don't know that feeling of whatever that is that attachment is I guess where you have the child and as soon as you have them in your arms, you have this life-changing feeling, I guess.
2: Oh, entirely. (laughs) Not to be,
1: like, mushy about it or anything, but it is completely life-changing, and there's no other way to put it than that, really.
2: Everything we believed we could do as parents before he was actually born was just, like, pretending until after you're like, okay, I know what I can do now because, like, it's just, it's it's a real thing. And even if, like, it wasn't in the plans for you, like, there's going to be some sort of, like, biological even like oh gosh this attachment this kid like, right can, something yeah. that
1: like kicks in and even if you like don't know if you have it it's more so the fact that you're going to have to deal with it at some point later yep. on that gives you the ability, ability to be able to do it i feel like because <laughs> there's really no easy way out <laughs> so it's something that you have to deal with which is a sad way of putting it but also very realistic and
0: just real in those moments where you feel, you know, maybe not as not as on point or maybe like mentally weaker in certain, on certain days, do you find yourself drawing from those positive parental moments in order to like get through the hard parts?
1: Oh, for sure. Like, because no matter what, no matter how, like, if I ever feel bad or terrible or anything like that, there's always the fact that Bert is there to take care of. And that's priority over anything else,
2: 100%. Minus yourself. But yeah, even that, yeah, no, yeah, even yeah, yeah, that, yeah, though, yeah. like,
1: oh, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, I don't, like, it's just about him. <laughs> More so than myself, even, I will say. And that's just how it is, I think. <laughs>
2: well, yeah, so I can gain strength from, like, the, the past things I've done. They're like, okay, you're great. You're fine. You were you were a little bad today. But, like, overall, you're, you're doing, like, a, a C-plus job as a parent. And then you think, but I can really get extra credit in, like, next week or whatever. And you just you just think about how you can always do something more better, at least for me. Like, okay, I messed these things up. Can't do that again. Plus, I can do these things that will really just be better for him, be mm-hmm. better for me to make that change and that acknowledgement. Because if you are angry at yourself for making a mistake, you can't learn from it. Mm-hmm. You won't learn how you made the mistake or be willing to try something new. Mm-hmm. I miss Bert. <laughs> that's, that's just it's the it's the reward for all of the the work that like I feel like I do during the week during my job or anything you do at home you've got this kid who's gonna be so happy that you're there when he does see you mm-hmm. and he he doesn't even know the half of like what you do for him and the the fact that I would willingly do that because he's he's such a joy it's mm-hmm. just it's a great like back and forth kind of a relationship
1: true Uh, right now yeah (laughs)
0: right now it's good yeah Yeah.
2: (laughs) once he turns five we'll see
0: each of you what is your favorite memory so far with Bert
1: I was thinking about this and I had two different favorite memories one of them my first one will be a Disney one (laughs) which is we take him to Disney and at uh, Hollywood Studios there's the Star Wars show Which Bert is like a huge Star Wars freak because we are as well. So that's also a point of happiness, I guess, that Bert is into all the things that we like.
2: (laughs) Not because we forced it, but because he's just seen it, checked it out, and been into it. Because maybe we're pretty cool. I don't know.
1: (laughs) We're also children.
2: (laughs) We're also children, yes.
1: Anyway, he does this thing where uh, we're at the Star Wars show. He holds his hand out like he's using the Force. (laughs) And it's super dramatic and he has this very like concentrated look on his face and he's so into it.
2: It's always when there are uh when there's some sort of dark Sith lord or something, he'll just like shoot his hand out and have super concentration and it's incredible. And he like knows the times it's going to happen, so you'll be holding him in line somewhere and he'll just all of a sudden shoot over cuz he's got to help defeat like evil and like the magic.
1: Mm-hmm. And it makes me so happy, though. <laughs> it's one of those things that makes me really happy because, like, I grew up on Star Wars, and just being able to pass something like that on to him and see that he enjoys it too—just like, really gets to me.
2: <laughs> He's a big nerd. Yep, and th- that's probably yeah, one of the the best things about Bert is just like taking what we love, but being so weird in his own person with it.
1: My other one was the baking video, which is actually on the Who Knows Pod Instagram. <laughs> It's part of the holiday thing, but we do a lot of baking, and I used to be a baker or pastry chef, too, before I had a kid, but we do a lot of baking together, and there's one time that we were making cookies, and Bert started dancing to it and doing this little, like, butt sway thing, (laughs) and just something like that just makes me so happy, and it's just, I don't know, the best part about being a parent are just little individual moments like that. And I feel like they talked about this on that uh, Mother podcast or I forget where it was, but there's just these little moments that you have to pick out and remember and that's like your payment for being a parent (laughs) are the little individual moments that just make you so happy.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah. For me, uh, so I do a radio show with my dad which is actually after this podcast I will be going to do live radio. Thursday's a great day. (laughs) And Bert has now gotten to come on the Mm -hmm. show and uh, he just wants to constantly talk and just say whatever's on his mind. And I, I love that I'm able to like connect him with my dad, uh, in that and just see like him, I don't know, bridge that, that generational gap and everything. It, it's, it's, it's awesome.
1: That's a big part of your family too. For your yeah. Dad. Like your dad's always been in radio and stuff, so it's a nice family
2: thing to do mm-hmm. and like tonight i know i'm getting the cds of him singing on the radio rudolph the red Nose reindeer in its entirety and like just those yeah those snapshots those little moments of just like that was perfect and i feel like bird gives us those all the time mm-hmm. we're really lucky mm-hmm.
1: um, i'm sure most kids do too
2: <laughs> yeah i mean like
1: if it's your kid i'm sure there's plenty of those moments.
2: it's so tough for me to sometimes pick out like the great times with bird because every moment with him is just so silly And, like, I just think about just every night getting into pajamas and how he has to come over and be like, hey, look at me, completely naked. And just, (laughs) like, like how much he still cracks himself up and knows that he can bring us, like, to make us laugh. Mm
1: -hmm. But he doesn't do it ever because he feels like he has to or anything like that. It's
0: just that he wants to and he's just a goofball.
2: (laughs) A complete goofball. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes, I love all of that. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Thank you guys so much for doing this with me. I love just I like literally all of those la- the 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 memories. I'm just like smiling the whole time that I was listening to all that because i was just like what a cutie! Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you got something out of this episode, whether it be a new understanding about being a parent or a new way of thinking about your relationship with your parent or your kid. This is an episode that I've always wanted to do because I think that having a strong relationship with your parents is awesome, and I'm really glad that I got to talk to Anna and Bobby about all this. And as always, we encourage you to have conversations like this with the people in your life, especially your parents. Um, But no, everybody in your life. Uh, The more conversations like these we have, the less we feel so alone in trying to figure it out, life out, and the closer we feel to those that we love. Like our parents and our cats. <laughs> so, if you want to stay up to date with episode releases and see cute pictures of cats and fan art, uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Who Knows Pod on both of those. And We're also on Facebook at who knows. We feature pets on our Instagram story every day we release new episodes. So if you wanna send us a picture of your cat or your like cute kid is awesome too, uh, send that over to us uh, on Instagram and we will feature your pet on our Instagram story when we release new episodes. You can also visit our website, at Pod.com. and if you want to send us questions we can answer them on the show if you want to send us a voice memo we can play that on the show like this voice memo that is at the end that you should totally listen to stay till the end friends because you will not regret it uh, yeah you can email us at knows at gmail.com and on our website is also a link to our Patreon if you want to do that as well the best way to support us besides the Patreon is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and that gets you a shout out on the show which is awesome you're like totally Famous, so go ahead and leave us a review this episode was hosted by me taylor dankovich edited and produced by maria wortel our music is by chris williams and our outro music is links by software who knows who's out there but i love you yes you and thanks for listening bye guys <laughs>
2: Knows podcast. I am Boots and I am four and I love keys. That's what you totally say.